Good afternoon, planet Earth. Good afternoon to the various hill tribes that are currently sharpening their knives. Good afternoon to all the freaks that live on the edge of town. We know where you live, buddy. It's October the 20th. October the 20th, 2021. Right around 1230, you know, in the afternoon. But if you're listening on the shortwave radio, 5950 kilohertz, it's WRMI out of Miami, Okeechobee. And it's Saturday night or Sunday night, sometime between 11 p.m. and midnight, Eastern Standard Time. And this is your good friend Dan drinking coffee, that coffee that you drink when things start to get chilly outside. I'm just going to readjust my ball sack. First topic is a feel-good story for the Planetary Status Report. I find the news to be utterly disgusting and impossible to read. It is so much lies and dishonesty, even worse than when I was a kid, that I just think to myself, if I want to have poop shoved on my face, can I just pay a hooker? Can I just pay a hooker in Salt Lake City? Because I live in Utah, and if you wanted to have a hooker poop on your face, you'd have to go to Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, not far from the temple. 5959. How are you going to pay your tithe, baby? Are you going to find your way to the hidden truths? How are you going to pay your way, baby? Anywho. I find the news impossible. I find it impossible. I have people tell me it's always been bad, and that that might be true. But it's particularly bad right now. And in terms of the shifting narrative... Some people call it the Overton window. But in terms of the shifting narrative, the what is allowed to conceive as possible, I find everything to be a LARP. And most people I know are LARPing. And I don't know how this is supposed to turn out well, because what they're LARPing is catastrophe. Even if none of it's true. I'm of the opinion that a lot of it isn't true, and I just don't want to give it the time of day. I don't care if it's the Chinese hypersonic missile, hey, the 1960s are calling, the CIA wants its missile gap, you know, crapola back. I don't care if it's the monkey herpes COVID psyop that never seems to end because somebody uses the PCR test the wrong way again, psyop. I don't care if it's the race war. I don't care if it's the never-ending, I think... BS around the logistical failures. Because really, if you live in an overly complicated, poorly engineered, neo-Stalinist shithole, eventually it's going to fall apart. It just does. It's like a tire, you know, or an inner tube with too many holes in it. You can keep pumping air through it, but at some point you're just really just pumping air. Um, Whatever analogy you want to use, like pumping blood in a dead body, you can do it. You can pump blood in a corpse, but you're going to make an awful mess. 
And I think that's what the Federal Reserve is afraid of, by the way. If we want to dance off into topics of interest, I think the Federal Reserve is afraid that they're about to pump blood through a corpse. And when you pump blood through a corpse, you make an awful, awful mess. You know you do, baby. It's Halloween. We shouldn't be talking about the news. But it's pretty scary. Pretty scary out there, that news they tell you, it's so critical to know, but it's a lot of bullshit. I'm sorry, excuse my French, my parlez-vous francais, but it is a lot of crap, and so it gets tiring. But a friend of mine, a friend of mine, a podcast listener sent me a link to a news story. And by the way, if you come across funny news stories that are fun, fun, funny, and don't involve blowing people up or forcing medical procedures on people or guilt-tripping people to the point that families split apart, if you come across something funny that actually makes you smile, feel free to send me the link to that story. I don't even care if it's true. It's entirely plausible. It will be BS also. But send me a link because we all need smiles. And if you're listening on the radio, the notes for this podcast broadcast can be found by going to dfgtc.org slash show notes. That's Dr. Freckles Global Ton Teen Club, dfgtc.org slash show notes. And if you pick the right date when you know when you're listening to it, you'll probably find the right notes, right? Isn't that how it works now? On Planet Blimp Doc. Here's your happy story headline. And this comes from the Gateway Pundit, okay? Headline Local Washington Station under investigation after porn played behind a meteorologist. This is written by Cassandra Fairbanks. And it was published today at around 8 30 a.m. And it's on thegatewaypundit.com. And like I said, it's in the notes. I read on. Washington News Station, KREM-TV, is under investigation after a pornographic clip aired for about 10 seconds behind the meteorologist. The incident took place last Sunday evening. Well, what a good day, right? The incident took place last Sunday evening... At 6 p.m., as the station was giving the weather forecast, and I quote, The Spokane Police Department Special Victims Unit is investigating how the image appeared and where it came from. Detectives have yet to, to determine if the incident was criminal, said Julie Humphreys, a spokesperson for the department. Police said CREM personnel are cooperating with the investigation. The spokesman review in Spokane reported. Ann Bentley, vice president and chief communications officer at Tegma, CREM's two-parent company, CREM's two-parent company, said in a statement to the spokesman review that they had apologized to viewers during the 11 p.m. newscast, okay? So we're sorry. We apologized to our viewers last night during our 11 p.m. newscast. Those of us here at CREM2 want to apologize for something that happened in our 6 p.m. newscast tonight. An, an inappropriate video aired in the first part of the show. We are diligently working to make sure something like this does not happen again. Bentley wrote on behalf of Krem. 
The station may face fines from the Federal Communications Commission that bans, and I quote, indecent programming from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. when there is a reasonable risk that children may be in the audience. Holy smokes. Imagine that that doesn't make any sense given all the crap I saw on TV for the last 50 years. Okay. A similar incident happened at a news station in Roanoke, Virginia in 2012. The station was ultimately fined $325,000, which was the harshest punishment ever handed down for a single incident. That is pretty bad. That's right, pretty harsh, $325,000. There you go, there's your article, there's your good news, happy, happy, joy, joy article. Y'all want to hear some good news, it's probably crap, I don't even know if this story's true. I'm, I'm telling you that's where I'm at with all the propaganda and all the psyops and all the politician actors or plactors and LARPers and that's where I'm at, brothers and sisters, with the dancing nurses and the dancing doctors and the Pope telling us that, you know, we should just be quiet and take the jab. I'm just done with it. I don't believe any of it points in the right direction. I think on one level, and I've said this in the past and I'll say it again, on one level, they're kind of like carpet bombing the third eye. They are overloading your ability to see the world. The reason why stories like this interest me is because they're so far off of reality that, yeah, maybe you end up talking about the COVID or the race war crap or the fact that there might be hypersonic missiles pointed at us. Oh boy, like I said, the 1960s missile gap psyop is calling and saying, you know, come up with something new. All of it's crap, all of it is misleading, and all of it is intended to not just subdue the conscious mind. I am more and more convinced each day that this is designed to subdue the unconscious mind. Call it the collective unconscious, call it the third eye. Maybe you think I'm mixing these things up too much, and if you think I am, that's okay. But there's a part of our brain that sees the world a little differently. And whatever part of that brain is, could be discernment given to us really by the soul, by God, could be simply the Holy Spirit. That's one possibility. Another possibility is that it's a function of the organic brain, that we sense things, that spooky possibility, that spooky, interesting idea that maybe an earthquake or a volcano or some type of tsunami or something worse is coming. Like dogs and you know barking, cats meowing, cockroaches going through mass migrations along with rats. Do they sense on some level that something is coming? Well, but I, I look at the news and, and the entertainment and the whole shebang and what I am led to believe based upon the only conclusions I can come to is that they're feeding us this fire hose of garbage, not just to confuse us in ordinary thought, but to confuse us in our ability to sense something is out there, something is coming, could be good, could be bad. At this point, the longer this nonsense lasts, the more inclined I'm to believe that whatever's coming is quite terrible, at least from their perspective. And I gotta say, it's not something they're gonna tell you about. They're not gonna tell you about when things fail. They're gonna constantly tell you that things can never fail. That the system is impervious to failure. That no matter how bad it gets, there'll be a solution. And listen, if we actually had a free society, if we really did have a free economy, that would be true. I 100% believe that that's true. If we face problems, if we even face catastrophe, the best solution we have is liberty. That's it. It's not a nice to have. You know, we're, we're 
often sold, and I'm going a little bit off topic right now, but we're often sold this idea that there are certain times in history where where the only solution is some type of brutalistic thing, where we organize people into prisoner squads and we point guns at their heads and we don't have a choice. But actually, time and time again throughout history, if a society chose freedom, even in the face of a plague, they were better off than the society that chose tyranny and lies and deception and confusion. The society that chose to reward rational, logical behavior, which implies almost by the nature of logic and reason that it is free behavior, the society that allows people to freely solve problems has a chance. And the neo-Stalinist hellhole that does everything it can to stifle small businesses is in some sense doomed, really. I don't know if they played pornography on this TV station. I think it's a silly story, but at least it's not related to any of the principal lies going on. Next topic. So I mentioned the concept of Boblimtok a lot, and Boblimtok.com is a domain that points to the blog I participate in with a friend of mine. Um, he writes some essays. I do some other stuff and administration and whatnot, whatever. Boblimtalk.com points to the notes for all the podcasts, basically, or at least the ones that were not swallowed by SoundCloud, so there are still podcasts, just no notes for them. I don't care. SoundCloud sucks. Their RSS feed only ever went up to like 500 shows, something that every single person that podcasts on SoundCloud should be informed of. Needless to say, you know, it, it's just, just crap. I, I don't even want to talk about it pain to be censored. It's bad enough that YouTube will censor people. You don't pay for it so that but that's bad enough. Because they do they really do control a market in this in this Death Star Neo Stalinist hellhole. But when you when you actually pay to be censored, when you pay SoundCloud to bury you, that's gotta be the dumbest thing in the world. So no, I don't post on SoundCloud. But anywho, next topic is related to Bo Blimp Talk. That's spelled B O Blimp Talk, like B-O, B-O, B-L-I-M-P, T-O-C-K, Bo Blimp Talk. And the question that comes up from many listeners is, what the heck is that, Dan? Well, of the many things it shall be or will be, it, it is a growing thing like the mythos of H.P. Lovecraft. One cannot limit the scope of any of the, any of the forces at work in Bo Blimp Talk. One could say Boblimtok was foretold by the mariner priestess women and the nuns of eastern Hawaii. Back in the 1960s, they saw, you know, lights coming from the sky. They heard noises in the night. They would scream and yell and wail and scream. In eastern Hawaii, you would hear Boblimtok 24-7. Twenty-four-seven for weeks back in the '60s and the '70s, it scared the heck out of the dolphin women. It drove the orca tribes all the way to Antarctica. There they stole, there they stole all the gold from the lost pyramids. Well, Blimtok means many things. It is the time of Grinkus meat that was foretold by Yorbis over 45 billion clenigo. He said it would be of Grinkus meat and of dead rat wolves piled to the sky once Boblimtok comes along, can I hear you say, Mogumptus? When the Skyhawk shaman formed bandit gangs carrying bicycle chain and pillowcases filled with rocks, yes, shout Boblimtok, A time when the Jurgen freaks who've been running this down, running us down, the crap hole face, the ultimate price, the end up hung upside down with piano wire at a gas station, when those freaks learn consequences, it is Bo Blimtok, okay? 
In the time of Bo Blimtot, French Bulldogs will be sold as ground Chuck if that Frenchie happened to be named Chuck. Yes, if your dog happens to be named Chuck in the time of Bo Blimtock, so you can have Sloppy Joes if your dog happens to be named Joe. Can I, can I sense that you're beginning to smell it? In the time of Bo Blimtock, porn stars will form porn republics. They will have a porn congress. They will have a porn senate. They will have elections every other day. There will be a porn queen. There will be a porn queen of the porn parade in the time of Bo Blimtock. And these porn republics will collapse into hooker democracies. And eventually the hooker democracies will lead to the semen farms of Mars. There is so much to look forward to in the time of Bo Blimtock. Yes, in the time of Bo Blimtock, Florida man will crawl out of the swamp. He will crawl out of the swamp with a six-pack of Budweiser beer and some type of mega hat on. He'll be smoking a cigarette in the corner of his mouth, but his hands will be replaced with miniature Gatling guns. Can I say gumptus? Yes, in the time of Bull Blimtock, the ancient ghost cowboys of Texas will ride in the sky so very high, knocking down every satellite with their gravitational torsion. Oh, by Gumptus. In the time of Bull Blimtock, everybody will smell something funny. Because the corridors to hell will open up and you will smell the sulfur and the poop and all the other crapola. And from that great chasm will come forth the snake, the snake that sleeps in the chasm. The snake will swallow the sun. The snake will eat the moon. The snake will enjoy an ice cream sundae using a golden, a golden spoon. The snake will tell us. The snake will say. The snake will tell us. will tell us things, man. In the time of Bo Blimtock. Yes, in the time of Bo Blimtock, people will speak many tongues. In the time of Bo Blimtock, the various regions of the Pacific Ocean will open up into the great inner caverns and swamp them out, baby. The mole rat kings will come to the surface and scream and yell, You have drowned our babies. You have drowned our babies. Our babies are now drowned by the Fukushima crab mess at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean because you're humans and you're screwballs and you're on your way to Bull Blimtock, baby. On your way to Bo Blimtock, baby. You get a one-way ticket. There's a little monster named Jiminy Cricket. He whispers in your ear. And he says, you need to travel to the caverns in Utah. You need to visit the old wolf. You need to have a conversation with an Indian. And I guess I mean Native American. 
go meet a Uinta, Uinta shaman. Tell him about the sky fire and the blue light and the craft from the sky. Tell him about the, the elk that whispered in your ear. Tell him about that place you found between the here and the now. Tell that shaman about the chasm and the great snake in Boblimtok. See, that's the that's the gumptus juice of it. That's the crimuli. That's the part that gets lost on people when they're drinking their fancy coffee in some New York City-style coffee shop saying to themselves, Oh, Bo Blimptock. Yes, in the time of Bo Blimptock will come the first great Bo Blimptock War, Bo Blimptock War, World Bo Blimptock War 1, Bo Blimptock War, BW1, no relationship to BW, yeah, to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, during BW1, people will fashion weapons out of various things because they'll have all kinds of crap, but nothing that useful. They will build weapons out of their chairs and their sofas. Their armor will be old tires and bits and pieces of metal that they find by the side of the road. In the time of Bo Blimtok, their weapons will be sharpened at night. They will go to sleep singing the songs of the sharp knife. In the time of Bo Blimtok, everyone will have a, a bow and arrow. Everyone will have a slingshot. Everyone will have, you know, those bolos, those, you know, Argentine cowboys carry. But they're like the ones in Moonraker. You know, James Bond. The bolos that wrap around your neck. Thank you, Q. Thank you for these bolos. They explode in the time of Bo Blimtock. In the time of Bo Blimtock, there will be rivalries and clans and revenge schemes. People will wander the countryside with cans of gasoline. Their hair is falling out from radiation. Their only goal in life is to find an air inlet, some opening to a bunker someplace, so they can live out their own private little, you know... Their own private little, you know. In the time of Bo Blimtock. In the time of Bo Blimtock, the clans of the sectors between the Rocky Mountains and the various hill tribes of Mississippi will begin to transport the goods and services of all the intermediate-level princes, princelets, you know, various princes and kings and queens. There'll be various kings and queens in Kansas and Kansas City, Lawrence, Kansas, you know. In the time of Bo Blimtock, baby... You could wander the countryside with like one of those cans of gasoline, you know, the, the five-gallon can, like it's the dirty dozen, and you're looking for a Nazi bunker that you're going to pour gasoline into, and you might say That that's not a nice thing to do, Dan. But in the time of Bo Blimtock, the clans and the rivalries and the revenge schemes will take hold. People will form so many armies, have so many colors, so many standards. There will be 5,000 armies and 10,000 chieftains. Everybody will be wearing multicolored cod pieces in the time of Bo Blimtock. You'll have cigarettes... 
you'll have, you know, cigarettes made out of something. And it won't be anything good, baby. In the time of Boblimtok, there will be a walrus army with baboons riding on their back. The baboons, you know, the baboons will be decorative. The baboons will be decorative and angry. And when the walruses reach the shore to attack Tacoma, Tacoma, Washington, in the year 2047, Bo Blimtok, as the walrus army invades Tacoma, each walrus will pull a lever, releasing their wild and crazy baboon. And that baboon will wander the streets of Tacoma, biting people and giving you baboon flu and baboon AIDS and baboon this and baboon herpes. And God forbid you get the baboon, you know, chlamydia, but you're probably going to get something from that baboon. And, and if you're lucky... All the baboon will do is just bite you, but probably, like the crazy walrus people, they'll probably eat you too. In the time of Bo Blimtok, all say Gumptus. In the time of Bo Blimtok, the walrus people and the orca people, the raccoon people. In the time of Bo Blimtok, all of the ancient tribes of North America, the various witch clans and warlocks, the, the various Grigas groups, and yeah, I'll even throw in a couple bugbears too, baby. In the time of Bo Blimtok, they'll all have goals and objectives. They'll have strategic objectives. They'll have a mission statement. Yes, the walrus people will demand control of the Dungeness, the mutant Dungeness crab resources of Sector 3 of Canada. The Dungeness crab will be driven out of the Pacific Ocean after it collapses. They will be radioactive. They will be semi-intelligent compared to regular crab. And in the time of Bo Blimtok, all the walrus clans will seek to control the herds of Dungeness, that range across Canada. The orca whales will seek to have total control of, you know, I don't want to talk about it too much. It's related to taco time. It's related to that protein they give you every Saturday night in Boblimtok. think people understand that there will be various human clans seeking control of whiskey and cocaine. There will be several East and West Coast rapper groups will have control, more or less 90% control of all hookers in California and New Jersey by the year 2055, Bo Blimtok. It'll be almost so super fantastic that you'll ask yourself, what is the ultimate outcome of Boblimtok War One? After all the clans and scurvy groups, after the people have wandered the countryside with mucus pouring from their eyeballs while they pour gasoline down the, down the air inlet, inlets of bunkers, what will be the ultimate outcome? Maybe some deep barbecue, right? 
Maybe some long pig cooked at about 200 feet below sea level. Yeah. How do you like that gasoline down your air inlet, Mr. and Mrs. Bunker? What will be the ultimate outcome after all the screeks and scrumblies, after the Gronkus lords and the brumbos, after every single sect flees the city in search of food and instead only finds the pain, the pain of looking upon the other person like they're a chunk of, you know, walnut pizza. Yes, what is the ultimate outcome? Well, the peace of Mordek. Yes, in the year 2078, the porn clan of Brusilla, formerly Ava Adams, Yes, the porn clan of Brusilla will will lead a peace movement that will bring all the sects and clans to the table, the table of Milwaukee. Yes, the peace of Mordick is signed in Milwaukee in the year 2078, baby. Yes, the peace of Mordick ends the great wars of Boblimtok. The people will sleep well at night knowing that the protein and the Grinka's grease shall flow. The people will know that the Frenchie is now completely safe because there aren't any left. So that's pretty safe, right? Nothing worse can happen to you at that point. A lot of tacos and enchiladas were baked. May I say, Gumptus. They were baked from the fragmentary remains of the Stringleys and the Gringleys. When you get done grinding up that Frenchie, make sure you do a few things. Add some diesel fuel. Add some metal shavings. Add some shaving cream. Add some broken glass. Add some sand. Add some sand. And then add some curry. And that's your ground Frenchie for your taco, baby. In the time of Bo Blimtok. Last subject for this podcast, I think. It could be second to the last. It could be third to the last. I'm not sure that I care too much. Is related to spa. Spa is a concept. I'm going to put together a business plan for spa. And if you think spa is, oh, Dan wants to start a spa so people can feel better and get massages and crap, you know. Dan wants to start a spa so people get massages, but it's really a cover for pornography and prostitution in Utah. Dan wants to start a spa so people can feel better and be happy and eat clean green vegetables and healthy things and their insides will clear themselves out to their outsides the way they're supposed to without having to shove that metal rod up your bunctus. That's not what spa's about, baby. Spa is an abbreviation, um, actually an acronym, for steam-powered, armored home. That's right. Imagine a 500 to 2,000 square feet, depending upon how you want to design it, steam-powered home. A home that's capable of moving, has six large steel wheels. Yeah, it doesn't go much faster than 10 miles per hour, maybe. Maybe only five. But it can run all day on that firewood you find up in the hills of Utah. It has tons of little points to run air-powered tools, even air-powered chainsaws. So you can farm those trees to fill the, the steam engine of your spa home. It's got some fairly decent, you know, I mean, let's be honest, recycled from the junkyard steel plating armor. But it's all kind of welded together. It looks beautiful. 
If you've ever seen pictures of the Mary Mac or the CSS Virginia, the Civil War Confederacy battleship that fought the, the Monitor, you know, the USS Monitor in that great battle, I think back in 1862, Bo Blimtonk. I think it was then. Yeah, the steam-powered home, the steam-powered armored home would look a lot like the Merrimack, except for it has six wheels and it's not, you know, it's not amphibious in any way that would be meaningful. Like if you took this thing to the lake and start driving into the lake, you know, you drown. It's just not the right thing to do. But if you got to move through the mountains over rough terrain, it's got all kinds of independent suspension and these giant wheels you know, they'll grind your enemies into dust. They're steel, and they're powerful. And if you know how to repair things with welders and arc welders and whatever else kind of crazy equipment you can come up with, you got that too, baby. This, this steam-powered armored home, you know, the steam-powered armored home is capable of firing 50 caliber um, steel ball bearings through a steam-powered compression machine gun system. It's got several of these. They're wonderful. They have a range of up to 200 meters. The, the 50 caliber, you know, uh, steel ball bearing is going to travel about, I don't know, maybe about 600 feet per second. When it hits somebody in the head, when it hits them in the belly, it'll feel like Mike Tyson punched them in the face, baby. That's what the steel, the steam-powered, the steam-powered armored home will give you. This is the home of the future. If you if you understand what Bo Blimtonk is, it's about mobility. It's about armor. You don't have to move fast, but you gotta move. You gotta be on the move. You should move at least ten or twenty miles a day, running your herds of Grinkus beasts and lamb and sheep, running your yeah. Your llamas, your llamas. I don't care how you pronounce those L's in Spanish, baby. The steam-powered armored home is perhaps the most important community home neighbor-type innovation in the last 75 trillion clan. Yorbis saw this. He saw this. When he saw Bo Blimtok, he said, Oh, those human monkeys... Those crazy human freak crabs, they will travel about in relatively slow moving, but heav heavily armored, steam-powered homes. Their home will have a steering wheel. Their home will have 37 millimeter Gatling gun style Hotchkiss cannons powered in part from the steam, baby. Their home will have all the equipment. It'll have a radio station to talk to nearby other armored homes saying, Hey, are we going to link up at X-Ray Zebra or Alpha Delta 7? Oh, we're going to go to Alpha Delta 7. There's going to be a, a barbecue. Somebody found the last brown bear. Then we'll eat chicken. Yeah, we'll call it chicken. It's really land crab. The steam-powered armored home will be able to use firewood. You'll just roll through the forest and you'll stop every once in a while. You'll load up on firewood, and then you'll move on. The steam-powered armored home will be able to purify its own water, brew its own beer. It'll give you a steam bath. It'll have, yeah, a steam washing machine in your armored home. Yes, the steam-powered armored home will have a, a movable crane and winch system for picking up large chunks of metal. It'll have a little workshop 
for repairing the steam-powered home. When you go buy a junkyard. steam-powered armored home brought to you by Dr. Freckles totalistic tontine club that is quite global can you see yourself rolling slowly through the Rockies Yes, the steam-powered armored home will have these six-barreled or four-barreled or five-barreled 37-millimeter Hotchkiss cannons, the same kind that I think were used at Wounded Knee, except for this time around, the barrel's going to be on the other end of the rope. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. And did I tell you it runs on firewood and gumption and a positive attitude? Did I tell you the steam-powered armored home is emblematic of people not giving up? If somebody says to you, why don't you dig a hole and crawl into it? Why don't you go into some place and just die? Tell them you're building a steam-powered home made of steel and iron and copper and the, 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 the rage that you can channel when you build a steam-powered home. And it doesn't have to be gigantic. You can start out by just finding yourself some truck or vehicle, some heavy vehicle, converting it to steam power, putting a bunch of armor on it, and then you just live out of the cab. have a steam-powered armored home. Your steam generator will power uh, the capacitor system that's laden jars. Your steam-powered home will power the capacitor system for a 78 megawatt Randall-style tactical laser system. Maybe it'll be a rail gun. Maybe it'll be something even more special in your steam-powered, armored home. Yes, can you see yourself a few years in the future rolling about the countryside in your steam-powered, armored home? If you're listening on the radio, I have a little sketch, a concept sketch in the notes of what mine will look like. It's not quite perfect. It's not quite there yet. And I would even suggest researching the topic of steam-powered trucks because, believe it or not, believe it or not, it wasn't just farm equipment and heavy equipment and tractors that used steam power before the gasoline engine. There were steam cars. There were steam trucks. About 100 years ago, you could buy a truck that ran on basically coal. And frankly, with a little bit of work, I bet you could run on firewood. Um, and certainly where we're at with material science and technology today, if you wanted to build a 4x4 truck, it probably wouldn't go very fast, but it might have a lot of torque. But if you wanted to build a 4x4 truck um, that could go maybe 10 or 15 miles an hour and tow a small gypsy trailer and your gypsy hooker, your gypsy wife, your gypsy dog, you could probably do it, man. You can do anything you dream of in a steam-powered, armored home, a spa. People will sit in their boxes as the great wave comes and they'll say, who's going to come by in their helicopter and scoop me up and save my bum? But if you've got a steam-powered, armored home, you can save yourself, brothers and sisters. 
strange times. And I know you think I'm crazy with this whole steam-powered armored home thing. You're probably thinking, Dan, you've gone so crazy, there's no way back for you. But can you imagine having a 500-square-foot, like, studio-style apartment on a platform made of steel with six large steel steel wheels that have the shovel-style, you know, tread on them? So, boy, if you take them on the blacktop, that's going to get chunked up pretty quick. You can imagine yourself drifting through the mountains that way with your cup of tea or maybe your cocoa. And maybe you stop every once in a while to look to look out into nature as you run it over. And if your enemies, oops, I mean neighbors, oops, I mean friends, no, I mean enemies. If your enemies try to stop you in your steam-powered home, you can just run them over at an incredibly slow speed. If your enemies seek to stop you, you can stop them in your steam-powered home. You can stop them first. So if you listen to my podcast, there's a couple things. I haven't been doing these in about a month in part because I have a job. I have a job that's paying me money. Um, it is a situation I'm trying to focus on. It, it ends up using a lot of creative energy. And so I haven't really been in a place to do any podcasts. And, you know, if you're a donor and you donate regularly, um, I'll say I'm sorry, but the thing you need to keep in mind is, is that I can't promise that I'll be able to put stuff out every single week or twice a week or whatever. Right now, other than this podcast, I have about seven or eight hours worth of notes. And so who knows? In the next week, I could produce five or six or maybe even more podcasts. Just understand it's not linear. It's not a straight line. There are ups and downs. I'm doing okay. I don't expect people to tell me everything is perfectly great. And if you're a Christian, I don't expect you to tell me you're completely at peace. We don't know what's going on. And if you're not at peace, that's understandable. I'm not saying it's not better to be at peace. I'm not saying it's not better to feel the Holy Spirit inside of you telling you everything's going to be fine. But I'll tell you what, I'm a Christian and my faith is as strong today as it was a year ago or two years ago. But the reality is, I'm not really kind of okay. I'm not at peace. So yeah, my faith is still strong, but I'm not at peace. And maybe you'd argue, well, that's, that means you don't really have faith. And if you want to make that argument, feel free. It is Bo Blimp Talk. I have the faith in my heart I'm capable of right now, just as many people do. But when I look at the sky and I look at the people around me and the LARPing and just the incessant lying, lying to each other, lying to ourselves. Yeah, I have faith in God. I just don't have too much, you know, you know, faith in my fellow human being right now. I figure I'm probably doing about as well as a lot of people, you know. If you can understand where I'm coming from, I guess I would say I'm hanging in there. I'm still able to chip in what I need to to stay alive. I still get emails from people who say, hey, you know, 
I wish he'd put out a podcast, and I, and I think that's great. I, I don't know. I'm not going to give up on the WRMI thing yet, but it's really not. I mean, it's technically something I pay for, so there's just, you know, there's this question mark in my head. At some point, do you just give up on that too? I was talking to a person the other day, and I said, you know, if you think about this logically, because of the subject matter I discuss, the the time in which, the window in which I would ever achieve any type of popularity is probably about the time everything just falls apart. And that's just the way it is. It isn't tragic, it isn't sad, it isn't a mess, it's just reality. I would rather just tell people the truth. I am certain there are people who will tell you that they have a magical scheme. I don't have one. I can't tell you the best strategy because at this point I'm not sure there is one. In order to think strategically about your situation, and this is kind of important when you think about it, but in order to think strategically about your situation, you pretty much have to have good information. You know, call this military intelligence, just call it intelligence. You need to understand what's going on out there. But if you don't, if you don't have good intelligence, if you don't understand the lay of the terrain, then it's really not a, a situation where a person should give you any advice. I don't know why the lying and the trauma-based mind control, aka torture, really population level torture, I don't know why it's happening, I don't know why it continues, I get emails from people telling me they have symptoms and it's not symptoms of COVID, it's symptoms of adrenal fatigue. People are maxed out emotionally off this garbage, and this garbage never seems to end. Every day there's some new shocking story, some new trauma, some new impossible to resolve issue, and even if some of them happen to be true, they're fed to us in a way where we feel essentially powerless. Like we can do nothing. There is nothing we can do. You know, you have to accept your situation. You don't have a choice. You are doomed to accept it. Accept it, accept it. It's always been crappy. So accept how crappy it is. So we get gaslit and we get told that quality of life is getting better. You know, every day we're told quality of life is so great as we watch the bloody stool in the toilet. I'm, I'm not even there. I can't tell you if your life is better or worse. I can't tell you if your food is healthy all I can tell you is that in my little slice of reality, much of this all, much of this, maybe most of this no longer seems tenable. And it may not be tenable in the context of the system, and it may not be tenable in the context of just ordinary, everyday life. I just don't know. There are people who look around at the Grinkus meat and they say, Dan, it's really taco. No, better yet, it's, it's filet mignon. There are people that see the Grinkus meat exactly like it's filet mignon. And there are people that look around and see the Grinkus meat and they say, no, Dan, it's exactly like a Toledo, a Toledo, yeah, a Toledo clam, a Pittsburgh, you know, bacon bit. They look around and they see the stuff they used to put into the rat stew or the rat chili. But who's right and who's wrong, I have no idea. I have no idea. There are people that look at the weather report and say to themselves, holy crap, a snowstorm's coming. And there are people that look at the weather report and say, holy crap, did I just see a woman's booby? I can't tell you what's going on. I can tell you to hang in there. I can tell you to not give up. I can say there is always going to be an opportunity to survive if you're willing to take another breath and another step. That These are things that I think are true. But I have no earthly idea what the end state, the end plan, any of it is. And so I won't claim I do, but hey, as as you go away, this has been the Planetary Status Report brothers and sisters.